from Des Moines, because something had to be, it's the Talking Paragraphs podcast. I'm your host, a former journalist and future teacher and guy most likely to say, hey, you got a couple of bucks you can spare? Daniel Finney. With us on the line is the holder of the world's most dangerous spreadsheet, Memphis Paul. Paul, how you doing today, buddy? It has um, a spreadsheet. It has the joke. Um, it's on d- different tabs so that no one dies accidentally reading it. So uh, is it the joke from the aristocrats, the or can you say any more about it without violating the terms um, of, of the agreement? Well, if I can add it, it wouldn't kill you, but you could you could just be injured. It's the Good. joke from uh, some kind of Monty some Python. Kind of, oh, are you oh, not oh, familiar with the Monty Python? Where the, I, I the am familiar with this, and I don't. Joke. Yeah, I am familiar with this. Uh, I, I'm a little worried now. Like I, I feel like just talking about, it, I might lose. I might become incontinent. So uh, kind of be careful. You could have a you could have a belly laugh that could turn into a a, a, a melanoma. That, that uh, <laughs> <coughs> sure why not why why not uh, uh a melanoma now you were out and about today uh the today is saturday we recorded early uh because yeah. you have a full day of activities planned in the greater memphis area including i'm told um, my sources say you're going to a corn maze a, or yeah. as we say in Iowa, a maize maze. Yeah. You know, because the natives uh, called it maize. Yeah. Truth, you know, truth <laughs> in advertising. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Marines, they do more before 5 a.m. than some people do by day. So, right. like, to, to label my weekend as busy, that's on a curve. Uh, well, relative I, to a regular up, weekend I, for you, you know, I got up and kind of goofed around, you know, yeah. and then we went to the library. We had lunch. I bought some specialty beer oh. at a liquor store, which turns out so my local grocery store also had the same variety. So yeah. that that was needless. Went to the grocery store down back, but I feel like that doesn't actually add up to like. Uh, a 10-hour day or 12-hour day. It's not something that would be bragged about in a press conference about how hard Biden's working to get this, you know, deal passed with all these members of Congress and so forth. Uh, well, but for me, it was uh, tiring. So here, here we are. Yeah, I understand. Through. I understand. But, uh, I, I I watched the uh, University of Iowa Hawkeyes get uh, obliterated by the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, which would normally not bother me because the fate of the Hawkeyes is, has nothing to do with how I feel about my day. But as it turns out, uh, I work with or am friends with a lot of people who are inclined to care about the Badgers and 
I, oh. I sort of get uh, irritated with them the same way I got irritated with Cubs fans at uh, Drake. Okay, who do you know that's a Wisconsin fan? I, I don't want to name names. I don't want to. I don't want to name names. But you know, I have friends who are Wisconsin fans. They, they were fellow journalists, co- co-workers. Oh, okay. You know, I guess in fairness, I don't see them anymore. Uh, only one or two of them I talk to on a regular basis, and of those, they hardly they hardly ever rub it in my face. In part because I don't have any Hawkeye. Sure. I I'm not throwing the Hawkeye juju around, so. I guess it's yeah. fine now that I think about it. And I was actually quite mean to the Hawkeyes on Twitter today. So we'll get to that in sports. Sure. We begin today with Facebook, which is now meta, but still evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook changed its name to meta, and it's going to focus on something called the metaverse. I don't know what any of that means. That's okay, because I'm 46 years old. And that shit ain't for me. As someone who's forty-six, um, the the powers that be, the companies that are out in the world, right, are going to assume that you've either bought everything you need, or you've already set your buying patterns. Right. So even if you continue to buy things, you're not going to be displayed. Uh, you know, if you like GF peanut butter, you're not, you're not going to be a skippy guy suddenly at 46. Uh, so you're a sunk cost. Like, they've either got your business or they don't, but you're not changing. I am not suddenly going to convert to being a Coke man after so many years of being a right. Pepsi products guy. And you are the same, not suddenly going to start chugging down. Pepsi, although you did, they did sneak that melon Pepsi or whatever it was, the mango Mango Pepsi. Yeah. What that is, let's be honest though, Paul, I don't want to get too far away from the Facebook take, but let's be honest here. What did, what did, what did Pepsi have to do to get you as a customer? They had to hide the Pepsi flavor. I feel like, I feel like they didn't actually get you as a customer. It's just like, it's like Starbucks, like coffee on its own tastes terrible. But if you put a bunch of sugar and chocolate and vanilla and cinnamon and it starts to taste like other things, then it's great. And we can charge six, seven bucks a cup for it. So that's that's what Pepsi did there. Here's the thing with Facebook. There's there's been this massive national story. It's been in all the big papers that that are still in existence that there was this leaked memos from Facebook that just shows how rotten they really are. For example, they five or six years ago, they changed how you could react to a story on Facebook. Instead of just giving it a thumbs up, Carl, I like this. You could go anywhere from a heart to I love it to an angry face with, uh, you know, little Grolixes on it to indicate that you were really upset yeah. to crying, all uh, yeah. to, to like, you know, hugging a heart because you care. All there's seven or so different reactions. <laughs> right. The hugging of the heart. Uh, so, what I happens like is Facebook programmed its algorithm that, to push more stories 
that got the highest emotional reaction at you. So if you push, if you were angry about something, then they were going to send you things that were more likely to elicit more anger from you. And if you were overjoyed at something, then they were going to send more things at you that were going to, that were likely to hit your joy buzz. And here's what's wrong with that is that human beings are incapable of self-policing themselves. They can't say, most of us just can't say, this isn't good for me. I should just disconnect because if we did, if we just read even the headlines on these reports, not even the lengthy stories with the, the documents about things like how Facebook's own analysis showed that Instagram, which is one of their products, sh showed that it was harmful to preteen girls because of all of the images of uber beauty that were pushed out on Instagram, it was stressing young girls and they were, were reacting really negatively to it. It was creating trauma, but they didn't stop. They were like, this trauma is bringing in money. We've got to keep the trauma going. And it's the same way with this, this thing. Human beings are really bad intellectual communicators. They're not willing to learn the language meaning they're not willing to learn how to speak carefully enough so as not to incite, but to communicate an idea persuasively. And they would much just, they would much rather just pop off and then go and get in a group of other people who would pop off similarly and bully other people. And so what Facebook is doing is exacerbating an existing problem with human beings to the point that it's contributing to our species regression and possible social downfall. Now, do I think at the end of the day, you can point at social media and say, this is why America sucks, or this is why humans suck? No, I think humans always suck. And in general, we suck less now than we ever have before. But I think that this is a big tool that's being used to exploit our weaknesses as people, as humans, and confirmation biases, all that kind of stuff. And it's turning us, it's not turning us, it's bringing out the asshole in all of us way more often and, way, and, and far more than necessary. And the right answer is we should all just quit this crap. But I won't do it because when we finish this podcast, I'm going to post it on my blog, which automatically posts to Facebook and to Twitter, because I, I, I am gratified when someone listens to one of our podcasts and I make a little bit of money, not very much, but a little bit of money from the columns that I post on uh, talkingparagraphs.com because it's addictive enough. It's like it, Facebook's like a casino. You know, we go into a casino, they don't have clocks. They do whatever they can to keep you drunk and not paying attention to how much money you're losing. And Facebook's the same way. You're, you're being fed what it is that you want to be fed, whether or not you realize that that's what's giving you a coronary. Your take, buddy? 
That was a lengthy uh, rant, so I apologize. I, I guess I uh, wouldn't have thought that was the rant, uh, but they changed their name. They did. Um, there were some comments in the media like, oh, or reactions like, oh, just because you change your name doesn't mean you can escape these horrible things you've done. Um, I, I guess I don't get, um, it, like, I get annoyed about a lot of things. Sure. But for some reason, this isn't something that annoys me. Well, and in the sense that, like, I just assumed Facebook was horrible. Um, <laughs> that, that's one. Well, good on and you. They're gonna do this, they're going to do this metaverse thing, and that's stupid. Yeah. So they changed one dumb thing for another thing, and then like, oh, um, young women, they're hurt by this. Well, you know, we, we were talking about, uh, I guess I was asking you, or saying, oh, I've kind of enjoyed the latest season of um, Sex Education on Netflix. And uh, yeah. we were saying that, oh, uh, the main female character we, we both like, like, oh, she's just really down this season. It's everything uh, is bumming her out. And I would say that that's kind of the baseline for young women. So I, I don't know if you know, Facebook wasn't bumming them out. I think they would be bummed out by something else. Um, I, I, th- I think that's just kind of a biology thing. Um, I think that that's fair. That probably, drive, probably drives them into adulthood in the same way that uh, uh, young men are just kind of hyper and... Uh, yeah. Hormones raging. It's just it's just kind of a thing. Uh, so, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Here is what I do know to be true: is as a country we don't know how to communicate with one another, and maybe we never did. I, I don't know. Um, it, our friendship is weird because we just happen to be floor mates our freshman year but other than college there's there's no we don't have a lot in common in terms of our geographic upbringing outlooks right uh we don't have the same philosophies i mean we sure sometimes we do but uh that's not a link that would draw us together yeah, you're more of a triple option guy. I, I prefer the I formation uh, or the pro or the old pro set. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, in the end, the other rant I would have gone on is that uh, algorithms have ruined everything, which was on the card. Uh, algorithms have ruined everything. Now we're we're using super math to destroy. Uh, each other via social media but we also ruined like baseball like baseball is about spin rate and exit velocity 
and launch yeah. angle, pitch pitch well, counts, and bullpen games. Bullpen games. That's very yeah. confusing. Like, what is this? Um, yeah, uh, same sport. It's uh, so a- everything that's being done. It it was you know one of the big questions in fiction and literature is are you in charge of your own destiny or is does fate control things? And I think the answer is the algorithm controls things. So, well, I, that would explain why uh, cyberpunks uh, in Belgium occupied Congo was a story because otherwise those elements wouldn't have seemed to uh, coalesce together. Paul is referencing a book that I read for a contemporary American mm-hmm. literature class, the name of which is I mean, called, uh, it was, oh, it's called Everfair. Uh, I, I hope Church's Chicken is buying an algorithm with, to help. Well, make their well, we'll get there. Don't you, that's our closer, Paul. We don't give away the closer in the in the first segment. I'm just hitting around it. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> it appears that millennials have spawned an even worse generation. Than, uh, than them, the G- the Gen Z people. Uh, where did I or see the baby the... boomers? What's that? Even worse than the baby boomers. Yes. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying. Uh, well, the baby boomers are now. They're just hanging on. They're. Uh, they're just. Uh, but I wish I had. I wish we were, I had prepared for this, but there was a headline in the Wall Street Journal, or maybe it was the New York Times. Here it is, New York Times. This is the headline. The 37-year-olds are afraid of the 23-year-olds who, who work for them. 20-somethings rolling their eyes at the habits of their elders is a longstanding trend, but many employers said there's a new boldness in the way Gen Z dictates taste. So the lead of the story is about this office like mid-level manager product manager who learns that one of her favorite emojis is no longer cool that would be the laughing sobbing face yeah and so she posts because apparently in this workplace they have time for this crap she posts into yeah. a there's a program called Slack, which I used in my brief time at the t- TV station that drove me insane, which was one of the reasons that I didn't last is because Slack was constantly being updated with useless crap. But anyway, this lady, she posted in there. I heard this emoji isn't cool anymore. And one of her. Employees replied. Yeah, I only use that emoji at work for professionalism. Now, again, this is the smiling face, crying, laughing so hard that you're crying emoji. She, oh. re- the, the uh, Gen Zer replied, hate, H8, two, the numeral two, break it to, and again, the numeral two, U, the, the letter U, Jess. And to me, what I see here is millennials who refuse to become adults 
are being pushed around by the people who aren't quite yet adults. And, and this is the same problem I we witnessed with generate or with baby boomers is they would never allow space and culture for another generation. Like our generation, Generation X, we'd be like, well, we kind of like Nirvana. Well, they're not as good as the Beatles. Okay, man. But the, all the like, you know, half the Beatles are dead now. Can we just, can we have a moment for our stuff? No. Uh, we had the best music. Okay. Uh, fine. We get it. We don't count. Well, this is it, millennials. This is your moment. You don't count anymore. It happens to every generation. Ours started right at the very beginning because we had a selfish generation. You know, the greatest generation, they went, they fought a war, and then they said, well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to try to make life easier for all for our kids so they won't have to face the same kind of crap that we did and it resulted in uh us uh or excuse me it resulted in boomers who were spoiled and they went off to college and they you know didn't rejected the lifestyle that their parents had worked so hard to to build for them and that resulted in us and we're kind of a whiny self-absorbed generation and so on uh so now we're here where people are concerned that their favorite emoji might be retired what's your favorite emoji paul um is it the yellow middle I finger think, i think if you do a go one and uh backslash or something that it makes a happy face in microsoft outlook and I think that's it's colon that's, colon parentheses sure right right like, parentheses I, you know i i have to have the keyboard in front of me to right. describe it uh, you're probably right um so that's the only one i'm able to make yeah uh, so that's that's. I'm going to say that's my favorite. Have you gotten any indication in the office of actuaries that that's on the way out? And if if so, how would you uh, feel about it? There's one person that I email or Terry emails, and uh, so sometimes there'll be a happy face or. Terry will send me an email with a happy face. So uh, I try not to seem like dismissive. You've wasted my time with this. Because uh, if I if I don't leave off, if I leave off an emoji to my, my terse answer, mm -hmm. it, it feels like I'm dismissive. So, so I'll, I'll put it, I'll go, I'll use my go-to emoji which is the only one i know how to do how uh, how come we can't be dismissive though like that's what i don't understand is people were dismissive to us all the time like i remember i had a teacher uh, i had a teacher in middle school she would she would during work time like we were supposed to be reading or whatever if we had a question she, there would she would set up certain times she'd be like i'm on silence which was dumb but she was just basically saying 
I'm working. I'm not answering your dumbass question. Figure it out on your own. And you can do that. In, invariably, somebody would go up there. At least one person would go up there and yeah. she would have to make a production about holding up her hand saying, I'm on silence. But I, I think back on that and I'm like, well, that's dismissive. We survived that. It was fine. Yeah. Why does everything, why, um, do, we, why do we always have to be happy? I don't know that we have to, but. Or feigning. Uh, because I might need uh, to go to Terry. I might have to ask her something work-related. Wouldn't that be a condition and of her I, job to answer that question? I, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to uh, not rock the boat, I guess. I understand. Uh, well, I'm going I'm to adopt. If I'm, if I'm too dismissive, it's like, then there's a sulky response, and it's like, well, it's just, you know, all I had to do was press three keystrokes here uh, to keep the mood the same and try not to think too much about it. Well, I'm uh, certainly going to follow your example. When I'm a teacher, I'm going to salute whatever flag is flown. Uh, yeah. I will, I will uh, wear the school pride sweater or whatever nonsense is necessary just to avoid the conversation about me not wearing it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't care about it. But if, if I just wear this today, a purple shirt or whatever, whatever the colors are at the school I end up working at. So this 23-year-old who yeah. dissed the 37-year-old's emoji, mm -hmm. I don't, like, is she happy that she got this publicity? Or is she like, fuck it, I wish I had not... Uh, insulted this this uh, fragile thirty seven year old emoji and uh, uh, I think that requires a little bit more. Of, I think what you're asking requires a little bit more of thinking about something other than yourself than these people are capable of. Sure, but the, thinking about yourself and self preservation, like yeah. oh, I've, uh, I've I've forced this. Uh, unpleasantness but i guess if you're just always right you, you're just like oh this unpleasantness that i was forced into again what was me it yeah it's, it's possible if you're that self-centered you know it's hard to see sure the forest for the tree when this, they both impact you this this topic is one Rock, that I know Starbucks I, in the metaverse. Yes. Uh, you can you can almost taste the fake coffee when you reach out and grab it in the virtual world. This topic, cryptocurrency, is one I know that you have a rant for. The uh, some sure. well, you did you did you sent me like 25 text messages in a row about it. Uh, mostly because you text one sentence at a time the some guy won five hundred thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency by making a half court shot at a dallas mavericks game and you rightly pointed out that if you were going to pick an nba team in which a guy 
would would have won cryptocurrency. It would have been Mark Any Cuban's sport. mass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom Brady is pimping for crypto. He also pimps for Hertz, which just in bought a Subway. bunch of Teslas. Well, you're right. I don't know that Subway is into the cryptocurrency. Maybe that's maybe you can sure. buy buy a foot long with cryptocurrency. I don't know, but uh, Hertz just bought a bunch of Teslas, and Teslas is or Tesla is big into the crypt, cryptocurrency. So I want you because you're the one who knows about math and money. What is cryptocurrency, and and should I go get some? And and where can uh, I go get it? Can I go to the bank and get it? Is there, a, is there an ATM for crypto? How does this work? These, these are these are separate questions. Oh. Um, so how how do I get it? Well, now there's an EFT, but apparently it's better to just um, get a a wallet, a virtual wallet. How, however one does that, I, I don't know myself. Um, <laughs> and then you buy, you buy your currency and you keep it in this wallet and then you need to, you need to remember that password or otherwise you'll lose it forever like that uh, other story we've done about cryptocurrency. Yeah, that dude had millions of dollars. He was going to lose it all. Yeah. Um, so there's... There's ways. I'm sure there's a YouTube video that tells you how to do it. I, I don't know, but the answer's out there. Okay, so that, that's that question. Fair, fair the enough. second question, what does it do? I, I'm not sure that it does anything. Um, and your third question, should I get some? Well, you can read a story that says, oh, if you had $1,000 of this, then the beginning of 2020 it'd be worth five billion dollars now this um but it'd be five billion dollars uh, in cryptocurrency well then you sell it for a dollars you just get out that's the answer the answer the the economic theory is the greater fool theory <laughs> like it doesn't need to be worth anything as long as you can sell it on to someone that's dumber than you is that how Mark Cuban made his fortune? Like he was a dot com, dot com I, guy, and he just sold I don't off know what his he, dot. I, I'm pretty sure he. I don't know what it was he did. I'm pretty first. sure he was a dot com investor who sold off his dot com stuff before they all went bankrupt. Well, he had an actual company. I think he was. Besides being an investor, I think he he created something. Oh. Well, that's more and, than and most then he sold it, probably sold it on. Well, and that now he's just investing. Fair enough. Uh, Good for him, I said. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 to me, it, it all seems foolish. Yeah. I, I, I do listen to these podcasts, and the podcasters are very big into crypto. And uh, I, here's what I'll give the, the, the crypto people. They're kind of like these 23-year-olds and 37-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, they're very sure of themselves. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's the fascination. Oh, I'll buy crypto instead of gold because yeah. it has a swagger about it. But um, I, you can't eat gold. You can't, I mean, you can't eat um, crypto. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that gold has any value except that we've been treating it as valuable for 
5,000 years. So, so at least it's got a little. Um, uh, well, it's an excellent it's an excellent conductor. If you need your currency are, to conduct electricity, that's something to keep in mind. Yes, there is a touch <laughs> of uh, industrial purpose to it, but uh, yes. I, I don't know. I, I, this, this whole crypto thing, uh, it, it does seem like um, it's doing very well. And uh, if you knew ahead of time, uh, which is what I would say about any investment, like if you were a time traveler, if you, uh, if you're like the, the the second season, the second movie, Back to the Future, you have that book of records. Yeah, where you, you could place bets, make some good bets, or, yeah, on the eighty-five mats or whatever. I got you. Or eighty-six sure. mats. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's just uh, another. To me, it's just another thing I don't understand, which is another sign of my age and disconnection from society. It's like, oh, you're making a big deal out of this thing. I I kind of suspect this is nothing, but everyone's making a big deal out of it. So I suppose I should pay some attention to it, but there's a pretty good chance yeah. it's nothing. Well, I, I think it is nothing. And then you can trade it back for actual dollars, and if you time it right, yeah. you, you will have done well for yourself. But uh, well, listen, uh, I got into journalism at the beginning of the internet age, and now I'm getting right. into education in the post-literate America. So me and timing. Well, here's what I'll here's what I'll say about education, Dan. Yeah. When whenever I whenever I read stories about oh, automation is going to end this profession. Yeah. By the way, accounting is one of those professions. It's Education is not. Because you, you need empathy and actual a person-to-person relations right. uh, for education. That's not going away. So you've chosen, I, I would say you've chosen wisely with this profession, at least in terms of the longevity of the profession. Right on. Well, IBM Watson is not going to replace teachers in the next uh, 50 years. Yeah, maybe PE teachers. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I, I think I've screwed it up again, though, because there was a story in the Wall Street Journal that the only oh. graduate degree... They're down. They're down on everything. Well, yeah, I mean... You had a busy week, so I can't depend. I can't. We can't always depend on you to carry us with zero hedge insanity. So I I tend to read True. from old school news websites, and you tend to read from uh, TikTok zero captions, right? Zero hedge. That's yeah. good. So I had to. I got to use what I I got available to me. So yeah. they they had a story today that the NBA is the only graduate degree that actually pays for itself that 98 percent of people who receive an mba make more money than they spent on graduate school within three to five years of receiving the mba i mean lebron james he's made a bunch of money and he i think he just went to high school he may have gotten i don't know if he went and got a college degree i don't know why he would he may have gone back he may have gone back later yeah 
I don't know why he would. I mean, for the amount of money that he seems smart enough. He seems like a smart enough guy. And all of his all the people in his crew are people that have he's known since he was a child. So I'm just 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 saying for the survey. uh, Yeah. He he didn't get uh, a degree, but he's made money in the NBA. Oh, address here. You're saying the NBA pays off pretty well too. Yeah. If you can get yeah. into that circle, uh, fair. Yeah. Fair point. So does the NFL and Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball has the most players per team. So I would. Uh, well, I suppose the NFL has the most players per team. But th- those are really they have really crummy unions. So you get hurt, you're just cut, you get nothing. But you want to get what you want to do is get on MLB where your league minimum is close to a million dollars and your contract is guaranteed. So at some point they could just cut you and they still owe you for the money you signed for. Unfortunately, it's too late for that. I'm I'm 47 or 46. You're 46. We we can't. I could never hit a curveball. I couldn't even hit. A fastball. I couldn't hit a slow ball. Yeah. I couldn't hit a pitch from a pitching machine. I couldn't hit it when I was on a I, You know, my undergraduate is in business. Yeah. I could probably go get an MBA. In fact, I looked into it uh, when I moved to Tennessee because I, I didn't have enough hours for the CPA. Right. And where I worked at the time wanted me to do that. Uh, my sense is you get an MBA, then you need to work certain kind of business jobs. But I have a feeling are kind of smarmy. I, I don't know that I could do those jobs. So even though if I had the degree, it kind of means you have to do a certain kind of, uh, you know, be a CEO or be some business consultant or uh, some marketing guru or. You know, like, like what are that story with the 37-year-old yeah. as a product manager? I don't even know what that is. At, at a minimum, you have to have to come off the bench and be able to hit a three or be a pretty pretty solid left-handed DH. Yeah, I mean, if you're Jesse Orozco, then you're, you're set. He's, no, I mean, uh, that's, that's another uh, way that uh, baseball's been ruined is a guy like Jesse Orozco couldn't exist today because you have to come in for three outs oh, and yeah. J- jesse orozco he was he was a one he was, a he one was, he was coming in one left hand he walked him gave up a home run or anything in between that was all he was doing for the day and yeah. he made a lot of money doing that he, i think he's the all-time appearances record holder yeah. in major league baseball so He's got uh, he's got one of the all-time last names. Alaska Roscoe, we knew ye well. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on, aromatherapy spray sold by Walmart is linked to a bacterial outbreak. My my response to this headline is duh. I mean, Walmart already stinks. It already smells like dirty diapers and you know gasoline what why would you want why would you 
buy something from Walmart to inhale. Most of the things you get at Walmart, you have to wash down real good before you can use them anyway. I don't, be it, I don't know be it, enough about aromatherapy. Like, well, is that, is that you just burn it and it smells? Yeah, it's hoping. Uh, uh, usually, aromatherapy the aromatherapy either involves like uh, those little sticks that you set on fire and it lets out a, a smell, yeah. which is mostly used to cover marijuana smokers, or it's a series of oils that people use, yeah. essential oils that they either apply or sniff or whatever. I don't know what they do with them. And uh, it, it's supposed to calm them. It's all bullshit. And the people who are into it are nuts. Then And they talk about it like it's real. It's, <laughs> they're like, uh, they're worse than anti-vaxxers at Trump. They're like, oh, well, I use these essential oils and it, it cured my arthritis. Fuck you. It didn't clear your, cure your arthritis. You know, just shut up. But whatever. I just... See? Even yeah. if you're dumb enough to believe all that crap, like at least go high end, go to a mall at a minimum. Like Walmart is not going to have the classy versions of your smelly yeah. aromatherapy nonsense. I like uh, aromatherapy if uh, like I'm in a massage parlor and someone yeah. who accidentally touches my back. <laughs> <laughs> What what do you like to smell enough that you would add it as a scent to your household? Bacon. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That, that one. That I don't know if it's uh, one. I don't know if it's one, forest. but I think that's perfect. Pine forest. I would not like that. I wouldn't mind uh, it like for cleaning the toilet, but I don't want it for. Just walking around the oh, house yeah. every day. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, it's time to go to the uh, results of our latest uh, reader poll. The uh, we asked our readers, "What is a lazier reader slash viewer poll topic?" The the uh, Favorite Halloween candy, favorite Thanksgiving side dish, or an NCAA style bracket for either topic. And the winner, the runaway favorite for laziest reader viewer poll was would you like to take a guess at this, Paul, or you have no investment in it whatsoever? I'm going to say candy because of recency bias. Yeah, it was candy. I don't. I can't speak to the recent. It was 53 percent of well, our respondents. Uh, 53.8. Because uh, like if we, you're saying if I asked if I asked this in two weeks, it would flip. If you had the same poll two days before yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then, then the side dish would, would win. That's that's my theory. That's a good idea. Uh, I will. I'm, we may we may try that experiment. Fifty three point eight percent of our respondents 
said Halloween candy. And then a tie, 23.1% said side dishes or a either in an NCAA bracket. So we want to thank all 16 poll participants for, for uh, that nugget uh, that brought zero laughs uh, to anyone. The yeah. this is a story that we've owned from almost the very beginning. Still, still more accurate than any of five thirty-eight polls. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, no other podcast, no other news outlet, no other pseudo news outlet has covered this as much or as in depth as you and I, Paul. And we're of course talking about the chicken sandwich wars. And yeah. you you had a major update uh, regarding Church's Chicken. I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Well, I don't, I don't recall the facts. They, there was a, um, uh, you know, these companies, due to the pandemic and or just other factors, have debt covenants. Here, here's the facts that you re- sent me. Here, here are the facts that you sent me. They'll restructure them. Church, yeah. Church's chicken is to raise two hundred and fifty million. I assume that's in real money and not cryptocurrency, but who knows? Not not metaverse funds. <laughs> to refinance their debt. Right. Is is that uh, just the, is that just the cost of getting into the chicken sandwich game, Paul? Is that is that what it takes? That's my compete? joke. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know I if you were. So. I said your joke, and that's unfair. But in fairness to me. I didn't know if you were going to remember it. Uh, I mean, the stakes are hot in the chicken war. I mean, you, right. you, you need you need to bring a certain amount to the table to even be respected. Chick, the chicken war uh, is now like high stakes poker, is what you're saying. Like you've got to you've you've got to have a load of chips before you sit down. The buy in the buy in is not cheap. It's not. Um, I mean, churches. They, they wouldn't even think about having a chicken sandwich worthy of the chicken wars without uh, significant uh, investment that they should get blown out of the water. There, there is one place here that sold church's chickens or church's chicken. Uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a whole restaurant. It was like a convenience store that somehow was selling church's chicken. They sold it hot. I never, I didn't go there because it wasn't in a great neighborhood. But they, um, would they throw it on top of the breakfast pizza? That's not Casey's. It's not Casey's. It's a, it's a, it's a convenience store owned by an Indian guy yeah. who owns several properties in a particular neighborhood. He's run afoul of the city council a few times because he he used to sell single cans of beer and neighborhood people were like the, the people this is causing problems you know because because <laughs> the drunk could get together enough for one tall boy or what have right. you and and so the sit this city made a rule that yeah uh, those kind of businesses couldn't have more than like they had to make more than 70% or about 70% of their revenue from sales of things other than like if you're a gas station you should you, you can't be making most of your money off of selling booze was the rule anyway that place sold church's chicken 
which I never got because I wasn't going to stop there. <laughs> this is a harmful element in the community. I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I. I don't want to judge. Now, uh, I think they're. I think they're that community. Their rights are in ascendance now that uh, they've legalized panhandling. I feel like single yeah. can beer sales is the next domino to fall. That's a yeah. Uh, that's a different issue altogether. Um, I think they're related. I, I was talking to a city councilman uh, that I know, and I was like, "Why did you guys do that? Why did you essentially legalize it?" And he said, "Because we try. We were going to ban it, but they had looked at what other cities who tried to ban it, and they ended up running against a free speech protection. So." Yeah they legal they legalized it but they limited it to areas that were six foot in width or whatever so that they were far enough away from traffic that they weren't causing obstructions or i don't know anyway after they legalized it now there's some homeless vet someone who claims to be a homeless vet on every corner so or whatever i don't know they're all holding a sign that says everybody, anything helps. So who am I to criticize? I've raised money through online financing. So uh, they're, they're at least having to stand in the elements to make a couple of bucks a day. For their single beer. <laughs> yes, for their single beer. For their single beer. Well, uh, the, this was Halloween. This was our Halloween episode. What uh, what what did you go to Halloween dressed as? Um, I uh, we you know we have some candy in the house that was bought yeah. early. So if someone shows up, suppose uh, we will give them candy, and uh, that's just. That's as much participation in into the Halloween. I I watched an episode of Ghosts. Yeah, because uh, it's it's on the same night as other shows that we watched. Uh, is that with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Uh, it's the woman from I Zombie. Oh, uh, right, right. You, we talked it. about this. Yeah, it was a Halloween themed episode, so that they were dressed up as. Some costume. These are the, the these are the ghosts that's from the different best. time periods in history who have all quirky personalities. Yeah. I think I that's mean, the it, best part of Halloween. What's that? Different TV shows where those people dress up. Yeah. I, I think uh, every show has this because the people that do the set dressings, it's like, okay, look, uh, we need set dressings to make the show works. And this sure. is just something they love. These set dressers making costumes. And they do make very good costumes. I, I feel like it's unrealistic. You know, much like Facebook shames preteens with how attractive the people are on Instagram. Sure. Unrealistic. The costumes of people on sitcoms are unrealistically good costumes because they have movie studio qualified 
costumers and materials sure. available. Sure. I, I mean, I think I agree. I mean, Penny looked pretty good in that store-bought Wonder Woman costume. In, you're, you're uh, saying that you could, you wouldn't be able to go into a party central and get that same costume? With well, for one thing, Kaylee Cuoco doesn't look like other women. She's one of those genetic freaks that are, are so attractive that they're allowed to be on TV. Uh, but then, two, it's not going to fit an, a regular human that way. Yes. Like they did the same thing. You remember the show Bones, which was, well, it was a show that solved sure. mysteries involving, solved murder involving Bones. Uh, they had uh, Zoe Deschanel's older sister, uh, yeah. who's the first name I can't remember. She was on there. She wore a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, for one Halloween yeah. episode. Erica Durance, who played. Lois Lane on the Smallville show on the CW. She wore a Wonder Woman costume on that show, although it wasn't a Wonder Woman costume. It was just an Amazon warrior costume, but it was obviously a Wonder Woman costume. And then she wore a Wonder Woman costume on another show that she was on on NBC. Well, your all your examples are like really hot people looking super hot. Right. Genetics. I'm talking about like, uh, cozy TV. I'm, I'm watching that for Frasier and uh, Third Rock from the Sun reruns. Yeah. They they also show Roseanne, which we don't like that because it's not quite as good a show. But they had a little clip of Dan dressed up for Halloween as uh, the Three Stooges. So so he was one, and then there was like paper mache heads of the other Stooges and. Oh. Uh, if if you're like a talented artist person that works for yeah. CBS or ABC or whatever network it is, you, you know you you've got like expert paper mache people, right? So that everyone looks exactly like the particular Three Stooge person. Sure. So like if you're a regular person trying to do that costume, it's it's just going to look bad. Uh, but uh, so it's it's just unrealistic uh, the, the shaming of uh, regular Americans and their costumes. I'm well, sure I'll say Facebook this much: behind that, too. Uh, Dan, who's on, who's still on TV playing Dan as the Connors, yes, John Goodman. Yes. He couldn't do that now because he's skinny. He lost a bunch of oh. weight, so he couldn't do that costume. So. He's not big enough to support two heads. I don't think I don't think he could support two heads anymore. No. So another tragedy. You, you missed it last week when you were out with the back injury. Tyler. Uh, Ty, Tyler and I discussed the Great Pumpkin being back on PBS. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that again. You may, you miss you miss a show. You miss a lot. I could try and find it and listen to it. you're a real bastard you know that (laughs) all right paul you want to get us out of here um be kind behave uh keep keep the porch lights on uh don't 
don't run over any kids, you know, when you're driving around Halloween. Right. There's small people in costumes. Just uh, be careful. A lot of accidents on Halloween. Sure. I uh, uh, I got to go cut that whole uh, Chappelle transgender uh, take, and we'll be ready to go. Talk to you later, buddy. Right on. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one.